dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember those who've transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those we've lost. First, the U.S. men's soccer team. For using a crest on their practice jerseys at the World Cup in Qatar that replaced the traditional red bars on the red, white, and blue USA shield with rainbow-colored bars in solidarity with the LGBTQS2IA community. Now, I know this might seem like a cause for celebration since they are clearly challenging the sexual repression of the Qatari government. A Sharia law nation which punishes brokeback love with three years in prison or even death if the partners are Muslim. And normally, yes, we might praise them for proclaiming inclusion for all by excluding all those who do not believe in inclusion. After all, there's no room in the rainbow for those who oppose the rainbow. But despite all the good they're attempting, in this case, the problem is twofold. First, because they only wear the rainbow shield in practices and not in actual games, we see this as an inadequate commitment to the cause of inclusive exclusivity. And as we know, under the recently ratified codes and consequences of our denomination, anyone who fails to properly virtue signal at a social intersection is guilty of third-degree misdemeanor failure to fully protest. But it's even worse than this. Why are they playing in the World Cup at all? Precisely because they declined to boycott the tournament for its Qatarian bigotry, they are sending a message that anti-gay social structures are only bad enough to alter logos over, but not bad enough to lose money over. This is a grotesque example of second-degree felony failure to fully protest. And as such, the U.S. men's soccer team will not be eligible for thought parole for at least four years. Let the lesson to all be clear. Anyone who puts his hand to the logo stitching and looks back is not fit to be included amongst the chosen people of the acronym. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, the National Toy Hall of Fame for their abject failure to do right by our children and our nation. Yes, as you no doubt have heard, the Hall recently inducted three new toys, including Lightbright, Masters of the Universe, and The Top. Obviously, we cannot support the inclusion of He-Man, a deliberately double male reference hero who is so obsessed with dominating others that he describes himself as power and wants to enslave others as he masters E.G.A.D.S. the universe. Lightbright, of course, is a terrible example for children who should know better than to harm the planet by wasting precious electricity on frivolous colored lights. Now, we do not object to the top for now. But we certainly reserve the right to come back later and explain why we didn't see what was obviously so wrong with it all along. But these are not the main problems. Of course, we object to the piñata and its incitement to violence, the briar horse with its demeaning treatment of animals as toys and not fully equine persons, likewise pound puppies which perpetuate the modern slavery of pet ownership, and even Settlers of Catan with its emphasis on industrialization and dominion over nature as requirements for success. But even these are not the real problem. You see, hidden alongside the other toys selected as finalists by the Hall was the entire line of Nerf products. Are you kidding me? Nerf dart guns and Nerf rival guns? The gateway armaments that get children hooked on violence by teaching them it's fun and harmless to pretend kill their playmates so they grow up and murder each other with real weapons of warfare? Just ask yourself whether there's any other toy which the villains of the NRA celebrate more than Nerf. I think you know what that means. Now, it is true. 
the Toy Hall of Fame was smart enough to avoid inducting Nerf toys, which is good, but even including them in the list of finalists is a horrendous oversight, potentially reminding wayward parents everywhere of the current legality of purchasing these training wheel weapons for their unsuspecting children. No, we will never succeed at ushering in the enlightened topia of love and kindness if we allow our precious younglings to wield these assault toys against each other in a macabre ritual of practice massacre. No, sir, I don't think so. Not on my watch. Woe unto all. All who offend. Woe all who offend. And finally, a heartfelt word of praise for actor Rain Wilson, who this week reminded us that we can all do more to creatively advocate for climate change awareness and action when he ever so publicly announced he had changed his name on the Arctic Base Camp website. Hi there, I'm Rain Wilson, or should I say Rain Fall Heat Wave rising sea levels and we have to do something about it now, Wilson. <laughs> Sorry to get so dark so quick. What a wonderful display of cleverness as Wilson makes a vivid point for all to see. No longer will climate deniers be able to say we aren't willing to make personal sacrifices for the cause. What greater demonstration can a person make than to change his own name in an overly theatrical video on social media? Give up meat because he can't look at his rescue pigs without feeling guilty? He already did that. Switch to a profession that does not depend on heated and cooled theaters or energy-intensive broadcasting equipment to make money? Surely that's not fair to ask. Give up flying around the world to photo shoots and guest appearances on late-night shows? Come on! That's just crazy talk. No, like any member in good standing of the Bronze Society of the Insignificantly Pretentious, Rain Wilson is doing exactly what he should do, changing his name on an obscure website so that other people can follow his bold leadership into the great white landscape of self-congratulation. And he would have done more, dear Otherin. He would have changed his name on Twitter as well. But the new owner of Twitter, he who shall not be named, has forbidden people from changing names in this way. And what then are we left to do? He might as well have forced Wilson to use the pronoun of his birth as to tell him he can't simply change his name whenever the cause of the moment demands it. So here's to you, rainfall, heat wave, extreme winter Wilson, for once again showing us that there are limitless ways we can do things that make us feel good about ourselves without actually changing anything in the world around us. Bravo. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Now, with these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving tolerance and microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. 625 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve? Well, looks like Buffalo and 